What is up everybody? Welcome back to the In-Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. Grab your pen and paper because today we're giving you a blueprint to write the ultimate workout for health and longevity. Yes, welcome back to yet another episode. I'm very excited for this one. The whole blueprint of our workout program. It's a workout program that Mac and I have been trialing over the last couple of months. Sure, sure. Uh, just before we get into the episode, make sure you go and download the free PDF. Uh, it'll just help you follow along with this episode. Uh, it's just got all the workouts, all the reps, all the sets. You can even use it to track your own progress through this program. Uh, and it's just gonna make it a little bit easier for you to follow along and understand what I'm actually talking about. Uh, so whether you're watching or listening, stop the video or the podcast. We'll wait here while you go download it. Good, thank you for doing that. Uh, but on as well, if you wanna follow this program but have it in your pocket on your phone so you can track your progress, you can enter your weights as you go along, you can be a part of the in-situ community. Uh, and again, like I said, it's just a little bit more convenient than taking a piece of paper to the gym because it's on your phone, on the app, there, ready to rock and roll. You can even go back and see your previous lifts so you can make sure you're staying on track and progressing as you do this program. Uh, make sure you hit the work with us link and then we can hook you up with that as well. Um, cool, anything else before we get into it? Let's go. Cool. Before we get into the actual program, I just wanna go over a few things of the methodology reason why understanding all that helps a lot when you're programming. So first, who and where did I get these ideas and methodologies for the program? So I'm gonna give you three names. I hope you got your pen and papers there ready to write these down because I want you to look them up. Bit of homework for you straight up. Peter Atiyah, Andy Galpin, and Andrew Huberman. Mm. Okay, so three people that I follow quite closely when it comes to health and longevity. A lot of people have probably heard of Peter Atiyah at the moment because he's been on... Especially if you watch Limitless on Disney Plus with Chris Hemsworth. He was the longevity expert on there. Yeah, and he does live up to the name. He is an expert on longevity. He has an actual clinic where he trains people, coaches people, helps them improve their health and longevity. So he's not only doing scientific studies, he's actually implementing and getting results. So he can come up with a theory, implement it, and go, this is results. Yep. And it's actually done on real people. So a lot of what he talks about is actually applied and works. Same with Andy Galpin. He dives a lot more into the science like he is a, I guess you'd say scientist, I would say a scientist, he is a doctor, but he dives into it a lot deeper um, than Peter Atiyah, probably doesn't work with the general public as much, but a lot of the stuff he talks about is still very important and easy to apply to your life as well. Um, those two guys have, I guess you could say, a series of movements that a human should be able to do to live a long, healthy life, including jumping, pushing, hanging, and squatting, which we'll go into in the workouts in a minute. But 
basically you should be able to do all those things to be a functioning human. And that's what a lot of the program is based around. Yep. Being able to move, do all those things and live a long, healthy life. Uh, and then Andrew Huberman, he basically just ties all of that in together so you can understand it a lot better. Mm. Uh, he, he is very science dense, but he explains it in a way you can actually understand and implement. So those three guys together, um, yeah, just a lot of good info and easy to use information as well. All right. So what does the program focus on? Okay, so whenever you're looking at writing a program, when I'm looking at writing a program for a, a client, it's always what is the focus? Why am I even writing the program? So this program focuses on building overall strength and stability and bone density. Mm. So all these things you need to live a long, healthy life. I think we've spoken about this in an earlier podcast. Uh, it's actually a stat from Peter Tia. So if you're 60 and above and you fall and break a bone, your all-cause mortality rate, so your risk of death, raises by 30% in the next two years. That's so So just from having a fall, which is crazy. So that's what we're trying to limit in the later stages of life with this program. So we do it now, so we're prepared and we live, we can do whatever the hell you want over the age of 60 and not (laughs) increase the risk of death if you have a fall. Yeah. It also improves movement, so you're gonna be able to move better, function better. be pain-free in those movements as well, as well as improving your cardiovascular system as well. So heart health, basically. So we're also improving um, the way your heart functions, pumps blood around the body. As we know, you need your heart to pump to live. Um, And not only that, it's designed in a way, this is sort of my input into the program. It's designed in a way that it's gonna keep you coming back for more. So it's, it's pointless having a, the best program in the world for health and longevity if it's boring yeah. and you're not gonna do it. Um, adherence or making sure you do the workouts every single time and want to come back and continuously do it for the rest of your life is the most important thing. I don't care if it's a shit program, you're better off doing that shit program consistently rather than the best program inconsistently. Mm. So this program is designed to be entertaining in a way. So you continuously do the program. So you continuously get those results. Make sense? See. Good. <laughs> All right. So let's have an overview of the program. I promise we'll get to the workouts in a minute. Um, so this is just one week of one phase in the program. So, yes, there's going to be a lot of exercises missing. Uh, You're going to be like, Jack, what about this, this or this? They come in other phases of the program, which I'll get into in a second. Uh, You can't shove everything in to the one week because it almost becomes too much and you're not going to really get much done. So this is designed to focus on certain modalities over time, which is phases and blocks. So keep that in mind. It is a five day a week program, so five days. Now this is optimal. Uh, uh, I'm assuming most people listening have access to a decently set up gym and you're training five days a week. Now that's the optimal purpose of this program. We live health and fitness and we still sometimes can't get five in a week. 
or we have to adjust the programming to get the workout in because we're having a busy day. So don't feel like you have to do the five days. Um, I'd say if you're only training three days a week, just adjust the program to make sure you're hitting the main workouts and your goals. Uh, just remember it's a five day week program, but it can be modified to suit your lifestyle. Cool? Yeah. All right, before we dive into the workouts, we just need to work on some terminology, mm -hmm. just so we're all on the same page and we understand what I am talking about. All right, so um, workouts, everybody know what, knows what a workout is. I'm going to do a workout the same as I'm going to eat a meal. It's the activity you're going to do. Okay, then you've got exercises within the workout. Exercises are the things you do. So um, a back squat is an exercise. Uh, reps, so how many times you're actually doing that back squat. And then sets, how many sets of reps. So you might do five sets of five reps of the back squat. Staying with me so far? Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard if you know, it's hard to distinguish between newbies and... Yeah. So I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, this is Come basic, on, Jack. but a lot of people don't actually understand the difference between sets, reps, all that sort of stuff. All right, so we've got supersets. So supersets are where you combine two exercises uh, into the one, uh, one set basically. So you'll do a back squat and a box jump, mm -hmm. and that's one set. Instead of doing a back squat by itself and then you do all your back squats and then you go and do your box jumps, you're combining it together and doing the back squats and then straight into the box jumps, then having a rest before you go back to the back squats. A drop set is where you might do five heavy back squats, drop the weight off a little bit and then do 10 back squats. So it's like you're dropping the weight and it's a drop set. You're not resting in between five and 10 reps. Okay. And then a focus session, I'll get into focus sessions in a minute in the program. It'll make more sense. Uh, then we've got phases and blocks. So phases are generally three to four week blocks, or three to four, and then there's three to four phases within a block. So bigger picture. So let's say there's four blocks in one year. So there's four different programs within the one year. Those programs are broken up into three different phases. And then those phases are broken up into weeks. Yeah. So generally, if someone buys a program online, it would be, say, a 12-week program, and that would be considered one phase. phase. Yes. Yeah, right. So technically, if you're buying like a 12-week program, then you're missing another three phases. It depends. So again, this is one week of the year. So, um, you know, we're going to be focusing on this, this block or this phase focuses on movement and hypertrophy, which is building muscle. And the next one could be working on cardio. Then the next one could be working on strength or mobility. So each, um, each block has a different focus. And then within that block, you've got different phases and then the different phases will cover all the modalities of strength building. Yeah. So that's why it feels like there might be a couple of exercises missing in this week. But once you get into the next phase, those exercises will come in and you'll drop off a couple of other exercises. So you're 
improving along as you go through different phases. Yep. So ideally, <clears throat> a workout that's phased is far better than just buying one workout and repeating it every 12 weeks yes, for yes. the end of eternity. Yes, 100%. Okay. Yep. All right. Warm-ups. Let's go. Warm-ups are very important. <laughs> I, I haven't got warm-ups in the actual program because warm-ups should be designed to suit you and your needs. So <clears throat> generally I'd say jump on a treadmill or some sort of activity to get your heart rate up for two minutes. I don't care what it is. Um, you can jump up and down, you can run around the block, you can walk around the block, whatever you need to do to just get your heart rate up for two minutes. Then you wanna focus on mobilizing and activating your joints, muscles, all that sort of stuff. So if you've got an injury, you might wanna put a bit more focus on that shoulder injury or whatever it is. Um, and just make sure you mobilize that shoulder, activate the muscles around it so it's ready for the workout. Um, if you're new, you're probably gonna take a little bit longer to get your warm up done because you're trying to figure it out. But as you progress, like I've been doing this for 15, 20 years now, I can just walk in, warm up. I just know my body well enough. I can do a couple of exercises, stretches, whatever I feel like I need and I'm straight into the workout. But that's me. Um, you know, if somebody is brand new to exercising, probably takes them at least 15 minutes to get warmed up and I'll walk them through a decent warm up to get them going. Yeah. Uh, anything else I need to cover before we get into the workouts? No, I think you got, I think you got it all. All right. So if you've downloaded the, the, if you have downloaded the PDF, you'll see that we've got a Monday workout. Um, Again, I've got a got room there for your dates. You can enter your own weights, a couple of notes about the exercises and check it off once you're done. Uh, the first exercise is a back squat, five by five. So that's a common terminology. That means five sets, five reps. So for beginners, these aren't gonna be too heavy. You're just focusing on your form, making sure you're doing this to perfection. Okay, as I always say, I'll say this in every time we talk about exercise, perfection. You want to do each and every exercise to perfection, uh, perfect form, making sure you're doing it how you should be. And if you're not sure, that's when you need to reach out to a coach or somebody that can help you do it right. Um, so obviously, a bit more advanced, you're gonna be going heavy. And if you are advanced, you're gonna be pushing this to the limit. I want you to go as heavy as possible. But that's only for people that know how to. Okay. And then we've got a dumbbell bench press, four sets, eight reps. Supinated pull-up, three to four sets, eight reps. Barbell shrugs, three to four sets, eight reps. And then finishing with some dumbbell oblique crunches and calf raises. Cool. If you're not sure of any of these exercises, you can head over to YouTube, type them in. You can type the exercise in and in situ and you'll find me doing a demo of these <laughs> exercises or just type them in and there's hundreds of people out there doing demos of these. Um, so uh, yeah, pretty straightforward. Now, sometimes I've got three to four sets in here. It just depends on time. If you're a newbie, I'd, I'd probably say hang around the four sets because you're not gonna be lifting as heavy. If you're a bit more advanced and you're really getting moving some weight around, aim for the three sets. If you're strapped on time, we can bring those supersets in that we talked about at the start and double up the supinated pull-ups and barbell shrugs, okay? So what I'd recommend is doing eight pull-ups and straight into eight 
barbell shrugs, then having a good rest before you go into the next set. Make sense? Yep. Understand superset now? Yep. Good. <laughs> Supersets are my favorite because I'm always strapped for time. <laughs> yeah. So ideally you want to do these individually, but again, if you're strapped on time or you just want to get it done a little bit quicker, superset a couple of sets. Now rest periods, um, I've got oblique crunches and calf raises. Generally, I will be doing my calf raises throughout the workout in my rest period. Um, when you rest, you want to rest enough so you can perform the exercise to the maximal effort. So um, if you're doing your back squats and you know it's a heavy back squat, a more experienced person's probably gonna need at least a minute, minute and a half to recover. Where somebody not lifting and just focusing on their technique, not lifting as much and focusing on their technique, doesn't need as much rest because it's not as taxing. So whatever, if you, whatever it is for you, it's completely fine. You don't, don't feel like you have to rush to the next set or you can rest as long as you like. You do you, it does not matter. Um, I just like to do calf raises in there because they're not very taxing. You can do them quite easily. It doesn't take much energy and you're just getting them done. Yeah. It saves a bit of time at the end because everybody skips calves at the end. Oh, because they're just like the most boring movement ever. <laughs> exactly. And they are boring, but they are so important and so good for you. So just add them into your rest. Yeah. If you see them there at the end of the workout, just add them in. Um, so yeah, that's Monday. Makes sense? Yep. Cool. Tuesday, looking a lot different to Monday. All right, so we've got box jumps and step downs, push-ups, passive hang, and a squat hold. Now there's just one set of these. Um, I've just got 20 box jumps there just so you get them done. Now these are done, so box jump, step downs. Step down, reset, and then jump again. No rebounding, okay? The rebound is not worth the risk. There's a lot of risk in trying to do the CrossFit box jump type ones. Um, a lot of people don't do it properly. It puts a lot of pressure on your knee or your Achilles or your ankle and the risk of injury is super high. So jump up, step down, reset, and explosive jump back up. Uh, you want these to be maximal effort jumps, so find the highest thing you can possibly jump on without hurting yourself <laughs> or shitting yourself on a box. Um, and they're 20 of the best looking highest jumps you can do. Uh, then we move into push-ups. It's one set of max reps. Uh, so Peter and Tia and Andy Gaffin say there's a limit of how many push-ups guys should be able to do and women should be able to do. A range, like a, range. Or a target maybe, mm. depending on, I'm pretty sure it depends maybe on your age and your gender. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a recommended amount of push-ups and a few other exercises that you should be able to get to show that you are, have like a functional body, I guess. Yeah, and you can age. actually push yourself up off the ground. Yeah. Um, don't worry about what that number is just yet. You just focus on you and do as many as you possibly can. You might want to just do, I'd say, just do five warm-up sets. Make sure everything's working right. You've got your hands in the right position. Have a good rest. Good rest. You mean reps? What did I say? Sets. Yeah, reps. <laughs> so do five reps. Have a good rest. Make sure you're recovered. And then do as many as you possibly can. Again, these are perfection. There's no snaking off the ground. You're making sure your core's locked on, your butt is squeezed, you're in a nice straight line. And that's whether you're on your knees, you're on an incline to make it easier, whatever. 
um, even if you're doing an elevated push-up, whatever sort type of push-up it is, you're doing them to perfection. As soon as your form starts breaking down, that's when you stop counting reps. A passive hang, literally just how it sounds, you're just hanging off a bar. Jump up, hold onto the bar, and hang. Um, just as long as you possibly can. Grip strength is very important. Uh, Peter Atiyah talks about this a lot, like when you're older in age and you go to fall, you need that grip strength to grab something to hold onto. Yeah. If you don't have that grip strength, then you can't hold onto it and you do fall. And then risk of death increases. <laughs> so we don't want that. So grip strength is very important and both Andy Galton and Peter Atiyah and Hubes but all say grip strength is one of the most important things in um, older age. So it's in there, that's what you gotta do. Squat hold. Squat hold, this is done holding onto something to start with, making sure you can get down in the very bottom of the squat as low as you possibly can. That's why we hold onto something, trying to keep that chest up, pushing those knees out, holding a good position in the bottom of the squat, the very bottom, for as long as possible. A lot of people get very uncomfortable there mm. after about 20 seconds. Uh, you should be able to hold, a healthy person should be able to hold over two to five minutes. Okay, so it does take a lot of practice, especially getting comfortable in the bottom of the squat. Um, obviously, this phase, it seems pretty easy, but the next phase, you would just sort of ramp it up a bit. So you jump higher, you do a harder variation of push-ups. Um, and then for the hang, you'd go to like mixed grip hangs, one arm hang, and then the squat hold, you'd try and just do it without holding on to something and for longer. Um, I know Kelly Starrett, who is an OG mobility guy in the fitness realm, said you should be able to hold a squat for 10 seconds in the bottom, uh, 10 minutes. I was gonna say, wow, 10 seconds. <laughs> no, 10 minutes. Yeah. So you should be able to just pop down in the squat without holding on anything and hold that position for 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we used to eat and pick beans and do everything in that position, right? But yeah. now we have chairs. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> we never do it. We never do it. So good thing to be doing. It just promotes a lot of good ankle, knee and hip health. Um, save you getting replacements and injuries and all that yeah. sort of stuff. All right, we're going into our first so focus session. <laughs> okay, yeah. So focus sessions. We're still in the same workout. This is still the same session. Yep. yep. So the first part should only take you 10 to 15 minutes. It's only really one set of each exercise. Yep. Just plenty of rest in between. Yep. So you've got a lot of energy to do it. Um, so a focus session is three to four exercises with three to four sets, um, easy and done at an easy sort of effort. Not maximal effort, easy. Mm -hmm. So a focus session is whatever you want to focus on. So this is where the personalized part of the program comes in. So whether you want to increase mobility, build muscle size, um, work on some sort of gymnastics, whatever it is, this is focused work done properly, okay? Um, for example, if you want to build, build your booty, booties and biceps seem to, <laughs> biceps for the guys, booties for the girls. Yeah. Um, you would do, you know, three to four booty exercises in this focus session, focused on the booty to grow those muscles there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, personally, I will either do uh, three to four shoulder exercises or 
A lot of the time at the moment, because I'm sitting down, I'm doing three to four hip opening exercises. Yeah, I was going to say, I probably do some sort of mobility, mm. strength repetition kind of thing at the minute as well. Yeah, because um, there's, again, this is a personal preference because it's a focus session, but I, I feel like the better you move, the better you exercise, the better benefits you get. So mobility is very important and mine just sucks at the moment. <laughs> So we're finishing At off. The <laughs> <laughs> we're finishing off with a 15 to 30 minute zone two cardio session. This is just steady state cardio, jump on a machine, and your heart rate should be at the point where it's hard to hold a conversation. You can reply to a question if somebody asks you, but you can't sit there and talk. Yep. If you can sit there and talk, just up the ante a little bit, get that heart rate a little bit higher, and that's probably about zone two. Don't overthink it. You're just trying to elevate that heart rate for 15 to 30 minutes, whatever time you've got. Yep. Makes sense? Cool. Tuesday, done. Ooh, Wednesday, back to a lifting session. So we're starting with a lying leg curl. So you might find that a lot of these exercises I've got written down are very vague. Um, like you just insert what you have access to. So we're just trying to do a lying hamstring curl. Again, jump on YouTube, type that in so you know what I'm talking about. Um, normally we'd do it on a Swiss ball. We don't have a Swiss ball. We have a Pilates machine, which is, Ooh, la la. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, which is a fancy problem to have. So we've been doing those on the Pilates machine. I just really like doing some sort of hamstring balance type thing just to fire up your lateral chain before you jump into deadlifts yep. you just get a better mind muscle connection prevents injury you just firing everything up um, if you don't have access to anything like that something like a good morning yeah although you i have heard you mention if you like use something that's slippery on the floor like a towel under your mm. heels personally i would prefer to still do that i just find that it gets my glutes firing more than a good morning yeah. like i still like good mornings but yeah. just the laying aspect of it i feel like you can do activate your booty a bit better yeah definitely so just for everybody listening along imagine that you're lying down back on the ground looking up at the ceiling put a towel if you're on a wooden floor put a towel under your feet and then lift your butt up keep it up trying to push your butt to the ceiling the whole time and all you're doing is curling your feet into your butt and then pushing them back out Sounds easy, but it's quite hard. Um, so you just got two sets of max reps. So that could be five reps, it could be 15, whatever it is. Obviously different exercises are gonna, like different variations are gonna be harder, easier. So again, they're just two warm up sets before you jump into some deadlifts. You've got five sets, four reps, okay? So these are designed to be heavy deadlifts, but again, if you're new and you're still learning the movement, you are focusing on technique only, not weight moved. Uh, then you're moving into a dumbbell strict press, four by eight, seated row, four by eight. Uh, rear delt raise, okay, this can be any type of rear delt work. I've just got rear delt raise, uh, three sets, 12 reps. You, if you have access to cables, awesome. If you only have access to dumbbells, bands, whatever it is, you just do rear delt work. Supinated dumbbell lateral raise, make sure you look that one up. That is really good for your shoulder mobility. It's just a exercise that no one really does. Um, it just moves your shoulder in a way that doesn't really get worked in all the other movements. 
So it's good to always work your shoulder in every single different plane. So make sure you get that one in. Hanging leg raise and seated calf raises. Again, the hanging leg raises and the calf raises I might sprinkle throughout the workout in the rests. Um, just be careful with the hanging leg raises because um, it can be quite taxing on your grip. So um, if you're going into like a seated row and your grip's mm. ruined, you can't pull as much. So then, um, you know, you're not really getting your lats because your hands are limiting. Where you can use straps or something like that to save on that, whatever you need. Um, and if someone needed to superset, what exercises would you say would be a good pair? I would superset the strict press and seated row. Yeah. Um, good combo. You get a good pump, good shoulder pump on those ones. Um, again, ideally you want to do these individually, but if you need to, superset whatever you need to. Um, you could even, yeah, superset the shoulder work exercise as well, whatever you need, just to get it done and make sure you're getting every single exercise done. Cool. All right, Thursday, kicking along over the hump, hump day. All right, so Thursday looks pretty easy. Generally is, sort of. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> um, so we're starting off with some core work. This is just some sort of core exercise. Something with a bit of instability is best. I'm talking dead bugs, bird dogs. If you can do a dragon flag or something like that, even better. Um, can jump back up on the bar, hanging leg raises, laying leg raises, just some sort of core exercise. Um, you're just gonna do four sets, max reps. And when it comes to core exercises, you want them to look as pretty and as perfect as possible. Um, if you're just flopping around all, all over the place, it generally means your core's not locked on or you're not engaging the muscles you need to. So make sure you're engaging the muscles you need to. Then we're into a hit session. Everybody's... I'm screwing my face up if you can't see. <laughs> um, so this is HIT high intensity interval training. Okay, I've got 10 to 14 minutes. If you can do longer than that, you haven't done it properly. Um, this is designed to be maximal effort work. So I'm just gonna give you a rundown of what I've been doing. Um, so the first five minutes I do on the air runner. Okay, so um, this is almost like my warm up for the hit session. So five minute warm up. Um, it's still quite intense. Obviously, I've done a little bit of a pre warm up before the workout anyway. So, you know, blood's flowing. I've done my core exercises. So I'm warmed up. So I'll jump straight into a onto the air runner, go for a jog for 40 seconds, and then sprint for 20 seconds. And I'll do that for five minutes. Now, obviously, as I fatigue, like by the fifth minute, it's more of a shuffle into a fast-paced jog at the end there, but you get the point. I'm trying as hard as I can in this run. I'm not very efficient at running, okay? I strongly actually recommend everybody try and do some sort of running because it is a very human thing to be able to do mm -hmm. rather than sort of jump on, on a rower or a ski or a stepping machine, something like that. Um, yeah, try, try running. Again, it's just a little bit more primal than, you know, anything else. Yeah. Um, and then to finish off, I'll do a Tabata, which is 20 seconds work, 20 seconds rest. Okay, so 20 seconds work as hard as you possibly can, then you get 20 seconds rest. That is eight rounds, totaling four minutes. I'll do that on the air bike. Just because the air bike, I feel like I can push as hard as possible 
There's no limiting technique, skill, or anything like that. You're literally just moving your legs and your arms as hard as you possibly can. And once I finish on there, I'm done with cardio. <laughs> I need at least five minutes rest before we go into our second um, focus session of the week. Yeah. So um, again, we just went over the focus session. So it's just focus work, uh, three to four exercises, three to four sets on that focus work that you want to do. All right, Friday, last day. Here we go. <laughs> All right, so obviously you've done a pre-warm-up, but then we're just going to do a little bit of a focused warm-up on the glutes. Um, I just like to do that before we do the rear elevated split squats. Just get your glutes firing a lot more in those split squats. Just gives you a little, little bit more mind-muscle connection. So you've just got two sets of some sort of glute exercise just to wake them up make sure they're firing. Um, make sense? Yeah. 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 And then, like I said, rear, rear foot elevated split squats or Bulgarian split squats, whatever you'd like to call them. You've got four sets, eight reps. Cool. So that's eight reps each side mm -hmm. equals one set. Okay, so there, it is quite a lot. Um, I know a lot of people don't like this exercise, but it is a real good exercise. One of the best for your lower body. Again, it's only in this phase, so just get it done and then go into the next one. Uh, sissy squats, three sets, ten, eight to 10 reps. Um, now, if you can't do sissy squats, jump on the leg extension. That's where you sit down in the machine and extend your legs out and it really targets your quads. Both quad exercises, sissy squats are just a little bit more technical. Um, so it takes a little bit more time to learn how to do the exercise. Um, sometimes I'll just sprinkle the sissy squats and the calf raises at the end there. You can see them if you're following along throughout the workout into my rests. I'll just you know, if I'm, we've got inclined barbell bench next, four sets of eight, I might just do some sissy squats while I'm resting with the bench. Um, then after the bench, you've got lat pull downs, four sets, eight reps. Now the next four exercises, I might just um, do like a circuit. Um, it's an ab wheel, rollouts, biceps, triceps, and calf raises. Doesn't really matter. Don't stress too much about these. I just got two, two to three sets and eight to twelve reps on each one. Um, just do the best you can. Um, like I said, I do a circuit, so you just got four stations, and you just sort of go to each station, rest a little bit in between, um, and go from there. That's Friday done. Pretty done. straightforward. Yeah. Awesome. Easy, right? Easy. So again, this is just designed to give you a blueprint, something that you can follow along and give you a few ideas of what you actually need to do to live a long and healthy life. Um, as always, if you've got something out of this episode or you've followed the program, let us know. We'd love to hear mm. from you. Love to hear how you go with the program. Um, yeah, you can always reach out on social media. Uh, Instagram is probably the best one you can yeah. reach out on. You find me at Jack L. Graham and... I'm at Mac underscore in situ. Or you can always go to our website in situ collective.com and we do just have like a general contact us page or you can inquire about getting a program written by Jack for you, mm. right? Even if you just want to inquire and let us know how you went with the program. Yeah. Love to hear how you went with it. Um, if you get something out of this episode, please share it with another friend. Um, Podcasts generally grow from word of mouth, so we rely on you guys to share these episodes with your friends and family so they can live a long and healthy life as well. Everybody benefits from that. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe as well. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in and we'll talk to you all in the next episode. Bye.